The following message is from Life Source Christian Church MP3 Audio Lounge. More information about Life Source is available at lifesource.org.au. Everyone's dream in life is to live happily ever after. You know, you get you get the uh, the story books, and uh, whether it be Cinderella, the Three Little Pigs, or whatever, and they all finish with, and they all lived happily ever after. And it's and, and seriously, it's like it's embedded into the psyche of uh, kids growing up, and we all have a dream of living happily ever after, but. Sad to say, from my experience, I don't see a lot of happily ever after. I see a lot of pain ever after. And, um, and, and so what, what I want to do today is actually give you the secret, or at least one of the secrets of living happily ever after. How many of you want to know what one of the key secrets is here on the front row. You do marriage counseling for people. Uh, and so, are you ready? You're taking notes down. Here it is. One of the most important keys to living happily ever after. Are you ready for this? One, uh, and this is coming from 36 years of pastoral experience. This is what I've discovered that one of the keys of living happily ever after is overcoming resentment. Overcoming resentment. You know, I mean, when there's a lot spoken about, you know, you've got to overcome, you know, you can't have unforgiveness in your heart and all that sort of stuff. But you know what? It starts with resentment. And sometimes we harbor resentment and we don't interpret it as unforgiveness because we still love the per- person that we're resentful towards. But resentment is the first wedge of division in family and community. And resentment is at everyone's door every single day, and it's ready to pounce on you, resentment. Let me give you a scripture of the first... This is. Can I just say that this is is just mind-blowing for me when I started to see this. Open up to Genesis chapter 4. And this is the story of the first murder that ever occurred on the planet. The first murder that occurred. And the, 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 just the way that it came to pass is just phenomenal for me. Because when you read this, you can see that it didn't start off as murder. It started off as resentment. And then it built into murder. And, it, and, and what happens is that we all know how bad murder is, but we don't understand that there's a process towards that that starts with something as insignificant as resentment. Here it is. Chapter 4, verse 1. And Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Then she bore again, this time, his brother Abel. Now, Abel was a keeper of sheep, But Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. But Abel also brought of the firstborn of the flock and of their fat. And here it is. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering. But 
he did not respect Cain and his offering, and Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door and its desire is for you. But you should rule over it. But you should rule over it. You need to underline that. Now Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. Now, here's the big question. What the heck did Abel do wrong? You know, what, what did he do that was wrong? I mean, it's not as if he, he you know, secretly was bashing his brother. It's not as if that he was secretly doing sin against his brother. This is, this is what happened, was that Cain started to resent his brother because God accepted his offering. How amazing is that? He's the he's this he's the seed of resentment just starting to come into his spirit over over what his brother was doing that he became jealous over. And so so the issue is not between him and Abel, it was between him and God. That the whole issue was, hey, come on, Cain, don't you know that if you do the right offering, you'll be accepted? You'll be accepted. It's It had nothing to do with Abel. It had everything to do with him and God. But somehow resentment crept in. And it crept in unnoticed. And his anger was directed towards God. But then indirectly it started to focus on his brother. Why? Because God was accepting his sacrifice. Then eventually we know the story that that resentment built to hate. And then hate became murder. And, and we see one of the most devastating uh, aspects in the beginning of the Bible with the seed of resentment. So let's talk about resentment. Are you ready? For, are you ready? Are you ready for the ride on resentment? Are you ready? So what's resentment? Okay, here it is. Resentment is a feeling connected to an event that you don't like. So Resentment is more a feeling. Resentment actually works more on a subconscious level than a conscious level. See, unforgiveness is definitely on a conscious level. You choose to not forgive somebody. But resentment works under the surface. I call resentment the negative niggle. That's what resentment is. It's a negative Niggle and you feel it. Everybody say you feel it. So, so what happens is this: someone insults you, and you can forgive them, but you can still resent them. And so you say, you know, I've forgiven them, but that's the surface. Under the surface, there's a resentment. Someone offends you. You can forgive them, but you can still resent them. Matter of fact, you can actually love somebody and resent them. Hello? you kidding me. You know what? We do it in our spirit lives. I'm telling you, I've, I'm looking at people right now, and some of you are sitting here, and you love God, but you resent him. Why? Because he hasn't answered your prayer the way that you want him to answer your prayer. And so if someone asks you, do you love God? You're, of course I love God. I go to church. I pray. 
But underneath the surface, he hasn't answered your prayer. And there's a resentment and it's subconscious and it's eating, eating, eating away. And how do you know this? I'm telling you, I'm telling it will affect the way you pray. If you resent God, it'll affect the way you pray. It'll affect the way you worship. It'll affect your passion. How many of you know that resentment always affects passion? So husbands and wives, how many husbands and wives got here? Can I tell you that resentment is going to affect your passion? He said, what happens? Well, we can, just, we can just love each other and we can just do life together. But resentment eats away at the passion. And so what happens is this, where there's no resentment, there's passion. Where resentment exists, passion starts to dissipate. So, so what, what causes resentment? Oh, I'm glad you asked that question. His unmet promises. That's a big one that creates resentment. How many of you know that if you make a promise and you don't meet that promise, that will always, always create resentment. Here's another one. Unmet expectations. Oh man, this is a huge one. Why is that? Because we all have expectations of the people in our life. You know, every single person, you know, your work colleagues, you have expectations of them. And you've got some of these lazy coots that just bludge on everybody. How many of you know what I'm talking about? You say, I can name them. Well, don't do that. But, but under the surface, resentment builds up, resentment builds up, resentment builds up. You know, perceived injustice, resentment will build up. When someone does what you wouldn't do, resentment builds. Or someone doesn't do what you would do, resentment builds. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, it, it's, just, it's just fascinating. So my, my sister, 21 years ago, had twins. And so uh, it, was, it was a big deal. But my niece was only 18 months old when the twins came along. Before the twins came along, my niece was the center of attention. Single, only child, center of attention. How many of you understand that? She got undivided attention from my sister. Okay, so the twins come along. And Paulina had these twins. And it's like a whole world was focused on trying to keep the twins, uh, you know, just healthy. Well, all of a sudden, Laura, my eldest, my eldest uh, niece, started to get resentful. And, uh, and, and she ended up becoming a danger to her little brother and sister. Because if mum wasn't looking, she'd look to poke the eyes out, you know. And just, you know, she was, it was like, I mean, he's an 18-month-old, had no idea of what was up and down, could hardly talk. But just started to feel resentment. How many of you know that it's a natural human reaction? Then I, I, hello, how many of you husbands were the center of your wife's attention until your first child came along and then you just got sidelined really fast? (laughs) How many of you know what I'm talking about? Okay, don't put up your hand. And resentment can easily build. Resentment. It's there under the surface. And you know what? Resentment is made worse if it's connected to a past hurt. Hello? 
See, a lot of us carry past hurts. Past hurts of unmet promises, unmet expectations, perceived injustice. And all of a sudden, this person that we love, that person that we want to do a relationship, just doesn't fulfill their word. But it's connected to some past event. And it's like it's brought in and it's like a magnifying glass. It just makes this event much bigger because it's connected to past unmet needs and past hurts. And so resentment can blow up. And you can look at it. And, and, and I've done a lot of work with couples. And it's like, hang on here. This is just way out of proportion. That reaction is way out of proportion. But what happens is that all the stuff from the past is brought into the present and kaboom. It's just like petrol and a, and a spark. It just, it's ready to explode. And you see the explosion because it's, it's connected to a lot of stuff from the past. So what, can, can I just move on to the next point? What are the effects of resentment? Let me talk to you about the effects of resentment. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 15 talks about the, the root of bitterness. And, and that's exactly what resentment is. It's, it's a root of bitterness. And, um, and the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 12 verse 15 that this root of bitterness, it springs up, it causes trouble, and it defiles many. Can we talk about this for a little while? Because it springs up, it causes trouble, and it defiles many. And that's the thing. It springs up. It starts as a seed, and then it starts to grow. And before you know it, you've got a tree of bitterness. How many of you know that it's much harder to deal with a tree of bitterness than a seed of bitterness? A seed of, of resentment it starts off and it's so insignificant and it's so small, but it can sit there and the resentment begins to build and build and build and build and build and build. And then when we realize it's there, it's no longer a seed, but a tree with fruit and thorns. And it's, and it's like, man, before you could just pluck it out, but now you needed a chainsaw to get to it. But it's done its job by bringing division. It's done its job by bringing separation. And the Bible says that it causes trouble. That word trouble means it just divides. It just divides. It just, what it does, the trouble is that you're on one side and the other people are on the other side. And there's this thing in between and it's like, it brings separation. What happened to them living happily ever after? Resentment started as a seed, but now it's grown into a tree and it's blocked everything. And we're trying to be happy, but we can't because resentment has taken fruit and taken. See, the other thing is that Bible says that it defiles. That's fascinating about defilement and it defiles everything that it touches. But you know what? First person that it touches is you. And so the, pers- the first person that resentment defiles is you. And, and uh, you know, you, you're aiming it towards somebody else, but it's actually defiling you. It'll eventually defile all of your relationships, but you're the first person that's defiled. And without you realizing it, you actually, became, you actually become a slave to the person that you resent. I, re- I read this recently from, it's, I don't know who, who wrote it, 
But this is what it says. I'll read it to you because it's anonymous and I really don't, I can't give credit to the person who wrote it, but I didn't write it. It says this. The person you start to resent, the moment you start to resent a person, you become that person's slave. They control your dream. They rob you of your peace of mind and goodwill and take away the pleasure of your work. They ruin your Christianity and nullify your prayers. You cannot take a vacation without them going along. They destroy your freedom of mind and hound you wherever you go. There is no way to escape the person you resent. They are with you when you're awake. They invade your privacy when you sleep. They're close beside you when you drive your car and when you're on the job. They even steal your last moments of consciousness before you go to sleep. So if you want to be a slave, harbour your resentments. Wow. That's so confronting. That is so confronting. You know, I, I, I look at, in the Bible, the life of Absalom. Bible tells us, you can read about this in 2 Samuel chapter 13. See, we all know the end of Absalom. We all think Absalom, what an idiot. But he started off as the most handsome man in all of Israel. He started off as a prince. He started off as, as a great man with great ambition. But this is what happened. He had a beautiful sister, one of the most beautiful in the land, but she got raped by a half-brother. And because of that, resentment crept into Absalom's life. He never started off as a bad man. He never started off as treasonous. But resentment started to, started to creep in. And then you start to see the demise of Absalom. And you start to see him harboring resentment. The resentment ended up becoming bitterness. The bitterness ended up becoming anger. The anger ended up becoming murder. He murdered his half-brother. Then, then it started to get directed to his dad. Because when this whole thing happened with his half-sister, who was raped by a half-brother, David got angry about it but did nothing about it. And so Absalom's sitting there resenting his father. Dad could have done something about this, but he didn't. He's my half-brother. He got away with it, and nobody's brought justice to this. Started to resent David, and the resentment ended up becoming that treasonous spirit where Absalom divided the nation. But it didn't start off that way. It started off with resentment. Just one illustration of many that I can pull from the Bible showing you the power of resentment. So i gotta, I got to get into what I really want to say, and that is this. How do you overcome resentment? How many of you want to know how to overcome it? Now that you've got an understanding of what resentment is, let me give you the practical stuff here. How do you overcome resentment? Well, I'm so glad you asked that question. Okay, so first way to overcome it, is this, you have to get a revelation of what resentment is doing to you. You don't get that revelation, you'll never overcome it because resentment actually feels good. Resentment almost feels like you've got to hang on to it. But you've got to get a revelation of what it's doing to you. And what's it doing to you? It's destroying you. It's, it's literally dividing relationships. It's stopping you from living happily ever after. It's defiling you. It's enslaving you. Come on, you've got to get that revelation. You can't be, you know, it's, it's like the sweetness of that poison that we keep drinking, hoping that maybe the other person will die. But in actual fact, you're drinking the poison. You're the one that's dying. 
It's like, can you get that? Can you get the revelation that resentment is not destroying anybody that you resent? It's destroying you. That's the beginning. You've got to get that revelation. If you don't get that revelation, it just tastes so good. And you keep drinking it. You keep imbibing it. So point number two is this. You've got to know what God says about you and resentment. You want to know what God says about you and resentment? Matthew 6.15 says, if you don't forgive, God's not going to forgive you. <gasps> That's not fair. I'm not making the rules here. I'm just telling you the rules. Okay. So don't take it out with me. Talk about it to God. He's saying, if you don't forgive, God won't forgive you. So that's point number one. Point number two is this. This is what God says about resentment and unforgiveness. Because if resentment is unforgiveness on a subconscious level. You've got to understand that, right? It says this. The torturers will get you. Matthew 18, 34. The torturers, the punishers will get you. I mean, it's, it's another sermon in itself. But, you, you, you know, it's the story of the servant that was forgiven much, but then wouldn't forgive his brother. And so then it talks about it, and his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers, the punishers. And, and, this, and, and, and that whole understanding that resentment will torture you. It will punish you. You've got to understand that you're actually opening the door. Your resentment will open the door to the torturers, the punishers. You can't escape from this. You'll be punished by it. How many of you, how many of you have, have been you know, resentful to your spouse and you get tortured over it? It's like it, it, you feel the torture of this resentment. How many of you have been resentful towards your parents and it's just been like it's a torture or resentful to your kids or resentful to anyone that you love and it's a torture. It's like, I don't like this. It's torturing me. It's punishing me. You've got to understand that God says that he actually lets the torturer come into your life through resentment. God allows the torturer to come. And you're, you're saying, please, God, keep, keep the door shut, the torturer. And God says, you're in control of this door. You either keep it locked or you open it through your resentment and unforgiveness because the torturer is on the other side and you have the key to either keep him out or let him in. And resentment will let him in to your life, into your house. Come on. Is anybody getting anything? I said, are you saying amen or out? Some of you are going, I can't even say amen or out. I'm just sort of sitting back in the seat, just uh, overcome by this. And number three, this is what God says will happen to you if you keep resentment. You actually will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Galatians 5, 19 to 21 talks about the deeds of the flesh. And in the deeds of the flesh is anger, outbursts of wrath. Everything that is connected to resentment is part of uh, the deeds of the flesh, the hatred, the contentions, the outbursts of wrath, the selfish ambitions, the dissensions. And, and the Bible says that those that practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Okay, so you got that? Here it is, point number three. And this is really the clincher on how to overcome resentment. So point number one to overcome resentment, you've got to get a revelation of what resentment is doing to you. Number two, you've got to know what God says about resentment. And number three, here it is. This is the clincher. Are you ready for the clincher? 
You, are you sure you're ready for the clincher? You've got to let it go by placing it in the decision box. Resentment has to be placed in the decision box. You say, what are you talking about? Okay, I'm glad you asked that question. See, in our heart, we have two boxes. We have the feelings box and we have the decision box. What happens is everybody puts their resentments in the feelings box. And when, the, and when your resentment is in the feelings box, you're never going to feel of letting it go because it's in the feelings box. And the feelings box controls your life. So many people have all of their life in the feelings box. Well, I'll do it if I feel like it. I won't do it if I don't feel like it. And it's all about the way that I feel. And so many people do life by feelings. Can I just say this to you? And you need to write this down. Our life is affected by feelings, but governed by choices. I'm going to say it again. It's worth saying it again. Our life is affected by feelings, but governed by choices. What some people do is this, is that their feelings are their choices. And so now your life is governed by feelings because your feeling is your choice. And so, so when someone, someone says to you, come on, you've got to let go of your resentments. But just, I don't feel like it. Well, okay, you've just made a choice. And that choice is you're going to be governed by your feelings. But I'm saying to you now that you can let go of this thing if you choose to. And the only way that you can let it go is to take it out of your feelings box into your decision box. And so what's happening here today is this. I'm, I'm appealing to the mind. And I'm saying to you, hey, can you see how much sense this message makes to you? And you're saying, yeah, I can see how much sense it makes to me. I, I can, Pastor John, this is just awesome. This is impacting my life. Well, it's just going to stay there as a concept until... You put it in the decision box. Because if your response is, but you don't know my situation. You don't know what they've done to me. You don't know. And, and I don't. And, and maybe that's true. But you know what? All you've done is through your feelings, open the door to the torturers. And you're the one that's being tortured by this. And I'm trying to give you the key to living happily ever after. And the only way that you can live happily ever after is take it out of the feelings box, put it in the decision box and say, you know what, this thing is hurting me. Matter of fact, letting go is not a gift you give the person that you resent. You say, of course it's their gift. No, no. No, it's not their gift. It's the gift you give yourself. It's your gift. And this is where you've got to understand it. Oh, yeah, but if I, if I stop my resentment, you know, they're being blessed. No, you're being blessed. It's your gift. It's the gift that you give yourself of freedom. <laughs> Lock in the door to the torturer and punisher. And you're able to move on to living happily ever after. I'm about to finish. Tim, you can come up and start playing something. <laughs> you know... 
Hey, I hope you got something out. Did you get something out of this? Has this helped you at all? Okay. Every great love story has a formula. How many of you know that? Every, every great love story or every movie of a love story has a formula. This is how the story goes. The formula. Here it is. You ready for it? Boy meets girl. Point one. Point two, boy loses girl. Point number three, boy overcomes obstacles and rewins the girl and they live happily ever after. But what they leave out is this. Well, maybe they don't leave it out because it's there. It's that the boy has to overcome obstacles and offence and resentment to win back the girl. And the girl has to overcome obstacles and resentments to win back the boy. And in order for them to live happily ever after, they've got to continue overcoming the obstacles and resentments because the story continues on and there's plenty of other opportunities for the boy to lose the girl. Unless they overcome their resentments. And my dream for every single one of you is for you to live in peace. I dream for you to live in harmony. I dream for you to live happily ever after. I dream for you to, you know, see me at church on Sunday morning and say, Pastor John, all is well. Oh, what a dream that is. Matter of fact, I had someone meet me at the stairs today and say, I think I can say it today. All is well. What a great confession. But you know what? I want that for every single one of you. And you can do this. And I'm giving you the secret of overcoming so that you can live happily ever after. You know what? The gospel story is very similar to every single love story. And, and, and the gospel story goes something like this. God created man and had wonderful fellowship with man. But something happened that broke fellowship and separated God from man, and that's sin. But the good news is that God made a way to overcome the obstacles. He paid the price. He paid the penalty and set his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to build a bridge between God and man. And the bridge is the cross of Jesus. It spans the universe It reaches from heaven to earth. There's this incredible bridge called the cross of Christ that spans the universe and it reaches to your door. And here's the invitation. Will you let go of your sin and grab hold of Jesus? He paid the penalty. He made a way. He built the bridge and now he invites you. Come across the bridge Have your sins forgiven and be restored to me. The greatest story ever told is the story of the gospel. And that's being offered to you. Can I just say to you that everything becomes easier with God on your side. The whole thing of doing life becomes easier. The whole thing of loving people becomes easier. The whole thing with forgiving others and letting go of your resentments becomes easier. Because God has set the example of forgiving you. God has set the way by showing grace and mercy to you. And because he's done that to you, it becomes easier 
when you reflect on what God has done for you to do that to others. I'm not saying in every case. I'm saying in most cases it becomes easier. And today, the invitation, the outstretched arms are of God saying, come on, I want to reestablish relationship. He's God saying, I I want the resentments to be over. I I want the barriers to be broken down. His arms are outstretched inviting you. Question is, will you come? Thanks for listening to this message from LifeSource Christian Church MP3 Audio Lounge. We invite you to visit us online at lifesource.org.au to find out more about our church and to also access other free resources.